banana? <laughs> Have you had dried bananas? Like, uh, yeah, like dehydrated yeah, chips. bananas. They're, They're good. good. They are good. They're really good. Do you? Are they from uh, Bucky's? Yeah. What's Bucky's? The greatest gas station of all time. Where is it? It's in Houston, Texas. <laughs> oh. A lot of good that does us here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really good. That's where I got the the chocolate milk for you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Grant, it's it's a Texas wide chocolate milk, but they have a lot over there. <laughs> they have a lot of that t- Texas chocolate milk. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're just kind of bantering right now, though. This is how we do it. We ease into it. We do, we do need a female voice. On no, the we show. don't. Hashtag proclaim to the patriarchy. Be inclusive. <laughs> Brady, you don't watch enough movies. And you don't she watch enough. Spider Man. You can weigh in on this one. <laughs> well, grab your chair and you can sit next to me. <sighs> All right, kick us off. All right. Welcome. This is I Have the High Ground. I am Aaron, and I'm joined by my co hosts. Brett and Rick. And Rick, thanks. There we go. <laughs> and uh, the drinks are boiling bottled sodas. I have a black cherry. Uh, we got Rick has a cream soda and Brett has a root beer. Good. Head. And Brittany has a Coke, which is not a boiling. <laughs> the, uh, there is another boiling in there. There's it's the beer. original. It's the... My grandpappy drink. <laughs> <laughs> Boylan makes the best black cherry soda that I've found. The root beer's all right. I, you, have you brought those before? I think I had a yeah. black cherry last time. I yeah, I think you did. It. They're really good. It's really good black cherry soda. I just want to make one observation. I hear no feedback, and that's amazing. It's it like is the first really. time ever. I don't think I've yeah, ever hooked this stuff up and quiet. It's great. You can hear a pin drop. And the snacks are. What are we eating? Dried bananas. I have a sea salt and balsamic vinegar Ugh. kettle chip <laughs> and a limon biscotti. I'll have a oh, limon. Malone, Malonis biscotti. What do you want? Chips? AKA fried bananas. What, what is it? The fried banana. Is it like a like a crumpet? No, it's a it's a biscotti. <laughs> the tip top a, to dump it. It's a, Is it is it It's a it's a crunchy baked is it sweet? Dip. Yeah. You generally oh. eat it while you're drinking coffee. That's right. And you can dip it in coffee, which will soften it, or tea. Honey, will you make us coffee? Ooh, that'd be very nice. Make the good stuff. And yeah, not the Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd make Folgers. No. And don't see be- if Aaron goes, this is delicious. <laughs> no, I love this. False. Like, like, ah! <laughs> that would not happen. I can't okay. believe you bought a whole thing of it. She, it's it's her cr- pregnancy cravings. You crave Folgers coffee. It's amazing, you know, huh? I don't crave Folgers coffee. I just don't want any other coffee. But other coffee's better. It's a lemon biscuit. Mm. It's a crunchy lemon. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lemon biscuit. crunchy biscotti. lemon It's good. Biscotti. I think you'd like that. They make all different kinds. I like them. Yeah, they're good. I know it's good. That's why he bought them. That's why I bought them. Actually, they're new, but I knew biscotti in general is good. It's like eating really dried bread with <laughs> lemon flavor. Some lemon cream on it. <laughs> Have you guys been? Good. It's been a uh, just a couple days since our last recording. Yeah. 
How do you how you measure in those days? How does Addison measure them? Once quarter. Once. <laughs> Shout out to Addison, host of Give That Some Thought, which is the flagship show. We are a proud member on the Tripod Network. Second greatest. Second greatest show on the network. I suck at all other shows. When did we record last? I, uh, when was it last? It was before the holidays. Was it May? No, May? no, 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 no. It was in uh, fall, I think. Sep- September, October, maybe. Oh. Was it after right? Labor Day? Yes. Yeah, because we recorded. You had taken the equipment, but you didn't end up recording. Oh, yeah. My chair's being moved in closer and closer to the <laughs> mic. How about that coffee? I don't hear anything percolating. Oh, good word, percolating. <laughs> Please, baby. Yeah, you don't have to. If you're going to, I'll get up. No, don't get up. I just want to show my Miami cup. Hmm. Is that the highlight of Christmas? That's literally like the only present I got for Christmas. Uh, really? Yeah. Grant, I guess Brittany, she got, she basically bought us a new clipper set. Who did? Uh, like a barber clipper set, like a. Your mom did? No, Brittany did. Oh. That's basically ish. Like an actual barber clipper. Oh, yeah. Like it's got like, it's like decked out in the front. It's got all these designs on it. Yeah. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's nice. She gave me my haircut. Nice. Last week. So you go to your parents, right? For Christmas. We did, yeah. You did. I think next year we're going to stay here. And Brett, you did. Went to your parents. Yeah. Right. And I, I went to the in laws Christmas Eve. For, my folks, Christmas Day. Yeah, and I went to my mom's Christmas night. So how many presents do your parents usually give you? Uh, usually it's a pretty decent amount, but this year we didn't do presents with the family. Really? The kids did, obviously. The boys got yeah. presents. But right. I, they, had, they had had an extravagant 30-something anniversary down in Florida. So Your parents did? They had prefaced several months before that. Let's just do a no mm-hmm. present thing uh-huh. and spending all the money on themselves. Have no uh, selfish, no money, you know, no uh, games and memories. Games and memories. <laughs> but they end up giving us every, that is bogus. They just gave the adults, all the adults, you know, money for presents. Okay. They end up did doing a gift. It just wasn't like tangible. Yeah. Well, I guess money's tangible. A wrapped gift. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, we typically go over there for Christmas, and then I think. Next year, we're wanting to do something different. Hmm. Friendsmas. Yeah, I mean, I talked about go to the mountains That'd in Tennessee or something. Yeah, be kind of <laughs> Let's book it now. Yeah. Oh, so, Brett, what about you? About what I got for Christmas? <laughs> no, well, like, what do your parents usually do? Or how much do you get? Do they give you one? Do they give you cash? Oh, no, we get, I get several. Oh, several, yeah. That's where the bulk of my Christmas comes is from my folks still. Justin and I, we usually give one gift each to each other. Yeah. That's so interesting. What about you? Yeah, it's the same. Mom gets us several. I think three at least. I think when we do Christmas gifts, that's about what it is, right? Three three or four sometimes, depending on how big they are and how expensive they are. Right. Like one year, I got a drum set, so I didn't get a whole lot after that. Uh You know, I did a little bit, but stuff like that, yeah, I think I... well, we only got one for Raleigh, one gift. And then he got some from his... You only gave one to Raleigh? Yeah. We uh, got... I think we did the boys' couple, and then everybody else gave him like 100. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, we still got him a few things, though. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, Peyton, from from us, Peyton got a, like three or four things. Addie, I don't think she got anything, really. 
I mean, she's two months old, <laughs> right. so she doesn't know. She's like, you bastard. So uh, before we get in, what you guys, <laughs> what'd you guys get for gift wise? Uh, Mom got me a fire pit for the backyard. Nice. Yep. One of those like iron ones or you know, uh, the black I don't know. Ones? It's in the box. I got to unpack it. Okay. It's not super heavy, so I don't imagine it's iron. It's probably oh, I'm trying a, to say aluminum, a lightweight, or yeah, something. Nice. And then, let's see. One of my sisters, I think it was Jordan. I'm, I'm trying to forget which one. <laughs> one of my sisters got me. I'd, I'd asked for this a toiletry bag, a brown leather one. Nice. Yeah. You retiring the old one? Probably. Yeah. It's. I think I said I think I'll toss it out. Monica's like, I got you that. Like, I've had it for quite a while. It's not leather. It's cheap. (laughs) He doesn't mean that. (laughs) He said it's cheap. Well, I'm sure it was, and that's fine. It served me well, but (laughs) no. I still have my marine toilet bag. Upgrade toiletry bag. Is it leather? No. They have leather in the Marines. <laughs> basically, basically got cardboard boxes. Here's your card. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Brett? Do you have a toiletry bag? No. no. You don't? Like a travel bag? I'm sure we do. It would be Jess. She takes care of that stuff. But you probably put it in a Ziploc. <laughs> yeah. I used to. I mean, I, I, that's what I used to do. That's how I roll. It's cheap. Right there, I can see what all what's in it. Put all my clothes in a. <laughs> we used to do uh, Walmart bags when we go to Montauk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just rolled up, and yeah. stuffed yeah. in a bag. Well, you're going camping, so. But for my folks, I got um, the bigger gifts. I got a new ground blind, and I, I got. Uh, Seems like you get one like every year. Well, it was a replacement of one that my wife got me, because my dad and my uncle, they broke that one. Oh. Because I couldn't figure out how to put it down properly, and I guess they broke it. So, Dad bought me a nice one to replace it. That's nice of him. And then now for our more nerdy uh, listeners, hunting is what exactly? <laughs> nerdy <laughs> listeners. That's kind of ironic. Hunting is what? But so I got that. My parents got me a ladder. Oh, you got a ladder. Nothing, nothing like what you have, but sturdy enough that I can get in my attic and things like that. Um, Corey and Emily got me that blind bag for duck hunting. Did which you not have a ladder before? I didn't have a ladder till a couple months ago. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, you, I've been your, borrowing your ladders. Father-in-law here, hands down everything. He, does. he actually bought us a three hundred dollar <laughs> ladder. I was going to say, it's he like, probably bought you a ladder. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't bought you like a full-size auto toolkit, you know, the one, the rolling toolboxes. He, yeah, he might at some point. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. He's See, my father-in-law is like that. I get I get a lot of nice hand-me-downs because he buys new <laughs> stuff constantly. So, I'm not using this tool chest, so I actually have pretty nice. Like a brand new. Because <laughs> he, he buys things and never uses them, and he buys a new thing that he never uses. <laughs> and I, get the, I just got a Dutch oven. Are you serious? Like, like yeah. to go out, like, yeah. like an actual. It's not huge, but I mean, oven? it's about as, the ones we were looking at. Yeah, Best probably Pro. a little smaller, but it, I mean, for outdoors though, like that. Yeah, actual. he's just like, I got this, and he's like, it's just been sitting in there. Well, he he gifted me a uh, mower Who for uh, and a grill. That's grill. Yeah, really? for helping him uh, move a uh, hook up a dishwasher hmm. and a few other things I've helped with. But I'm like. A gas, 
propane yeah. grill and a mower and yep. Oh, my father-in-law bought us a a um, charcoal grill. Nice. Yeah, so. Did you use it? Uh, we did. We haven't in a while, but we did. I haven't used mine in a while too. Mm-hmm. I prefer a gas grill. After seeing how you cook your stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lot easier. <laughs> you're hooked. You're set for now this summer. I know. I'm gonna need some help though. Uh, probably in the spring now to finish the gutter guards on the back of the house. Say when. Okay. Well, I'm there. Are you comfortable getting up on the ladder up high? That's my job. Because I'm not. So. <laughs> that's what he does for a living. That's what yeah, my that's, job that's, is. That's fair I, I used to be until I fell off Did a couple you? years ago. I don't know how to put guards on, but I'll help. Uh, can't be too hard. That can't be too hard. Probably just clips over maybe the you can just steady the ladder and uh, I can try to get it. Yeah, we'll down. figure it out. That blind bag, is it like an Avery? Like, what, Do you remember kind of is it i don't remember all i know is i needed one i haven't looked at it yet i'd like to see it for the quote unquote nerds a blind bag <laughs> is a bag where you can put ammo and other gear and the bag is water resistant and it floats supposedly thank you for that <laughs> for waterfowl we'll have a glossary of terms. waterfowl waterfowl is ducks waterfowl. geese ducks geese uh, Coots, swans, swans. No, you wouldn't kill one of them suckers. No, but they're waterfowl. It's waterfowl. I know. I'm just saying they're protected, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Aren't they swans? Are hefty yeah. finds. Really? And you have the occasional moron who thinks he's killed the biggest white <laughs> goose he's ever seen because <laughs> they're significantly larger than a goose, right? So. Oh yeah. yeah. Wrong podcast now what about like herons or um egrets are those protected or oh yeah all those like skinny birds you know mm-hmm. long gingly feet yeah yeah i had to deal with a couple of juveniles who shot <laughs> egrets and then they filmed the whole thing and posted all over <laughs> oh facebook <my> gosh. <laughs> did they get a knock on the door by the oh, yeah, wildlife very <laughs> conservation the, agent very quickly oh ca's come up to the doors yeah they're pretty birds yeah egrets and are. herons also, most of ducks are too. Yeah. In fact, most waterfowl are pretty bird. Extra pretty when they're on your wall. Mm-hmm. And have bands on their legs. Now, you have a duck mount, don't you? Uh, you don't? I haven't killed enough ducks to. I killed one last year. Your dad has Actually, one. Actually, two years ago. Uncle Mark does. Uncle, Uncle Mark. Mark had quite a few. Does he? Dad? That's right. In, in the, in the yeah. man cave. Yeah. yeah. Dad had one when I was a kid. Some. Really nasty one that the, he got it for free, and then he got it back on a coat hanger, <laughs> and it fell apart like a couple of weeks. It was garbage. My brother, he's getting his redheaded, his redhead mounted. Nice. <sighs> All right, what's uh, what's on the docket for tonight? The topic du jour. Um, <clears throat> Spider Man, No Way Home. Conclusion yeah. of the Home Trilogy. Do we have to get a big old fat spoiler alert for all this? Yeah, we will talk some spoilers. We've all seen the movie, so this is, if you haven't seen it, you will be spoiled as we get into this. So No Way Home ends the Home trilogy, which started with Homecoming, then Far From Home, then No Way Home. So I gave it a 8 out of 10. What's your score? Five out of five, I guess. <laughs> okay, so a ten out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> I use my own. Score we usually metric. go. We do fives usually. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brett and I do. I was gonna say probably. It, I was gonna say four and a half out of ten, or four. 
Four and wow, a half. that sucks. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, no, four and a half out of five. So and, a nine, percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. What what kept it from getting that? I don't know. Okay, uh, and hold on. And Brittany, what's your out of ten? Or five. Nine and a half out of ten. That is generous. So I, if we're gonna grade it like to be a hundred percent, like you said, Brett, like I, I don't know, I'd have to reevaluate what would be a ten, especially with you know how I am with uh, comic movies and superhero yeah. movies. So I think right now, just from watching it, four and a half out of five. But I might reevaluate my criteria to see what actually is a hundred percent or an A plus for a movie. Which is a gladiator. That's I'm saying it's it's right? like, it's pretty Citizen Kane is always gonna be a hundred percent Really? <laughs> no, I've never even seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> no It's like there are no perfect ten women, right? Like they, yeah. they... <laughs> I'm looking at one right now. <laughs> I was gonna say Gladiator is pretty close. Gladiator is a ten. Hundred percent. Five out of five Gladiator. Masterpiece. Fine, and they're oh, making a, they're I'll, making a sequel, by the way. Are that's, they really? That's, yeah. How do you make it? Is that no. official? No. It is. It's Stupid. in production. No, I haven't heard of it. Dumb, dumb, dumb. What do you mean you haven't heard no, it? I've stayed pretty close to movie news. Do it. I'll look it up afterward. I believe it's going to be uh, twenty years, roughly, after uh, he's dead. It's not going to be about him. No, okay. it's going to be about uh, <laughs> uh, the boy. What's his name? Lucius. Comet. No. Uh, oh yeah, Lucius. Yeah, Lucius. Huh? Two. Gladiator two or something. Yeah. And uh, his mother, I assume she'll be Connie old. Nielsen. She'll be old. And, uh, well, that's the point. All right, I think what were you saying about good. reevaluating? Uh, I just fine. And based on that criteria, then four point five out of five. Then I guess I there is a Napoleon coming out. Napoleon movie Bonaparte. That'll be great. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of yeah, cool like old. There's a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So Spider-Man, uh, eight to nine out of ten from all of us, mm-hmm. all around. Really, splendid. really, really. It was good. a splendid movie. A hair long, but really, really good. Now, <laughs> I didn't think the length was two and a half hours. They yeah, should've, but I, they I should have cut a half an hour out of there somewhere. No, no, I, I never feel like it dragged once. Nope, that's the thing. Like I didn't think it dragged at all. I, I was completely immersed. I lost track of time completely. I ate all my popcorn. I was happy. Brittany thought I was bored out of my mind the first part of it because I was like this at the movie theater. It's yeah. a little slow to get going. Well, no, I was just enjoying the movie. Oh, yeah. No, slow movie is Godzilla 2014. Oh, my gosh. Which we've talked about. Have we? We need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Godzilla We have to reference it every time we do a podcast. Well, the, and Ryan Johnson. The lizard was kind of like Godzilla, right? Like a miniature version of Godzilla. Kind of, yeah. 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 Who was a knockoff? Was he a knockoff of a Killer Croc, or was Killer Croc a knockoff of him? Pretty much anything Marvel's a knockoff of DC. Yeah. So I will say that the lizard felt kind of unnecessary. Like, what purpose did he really serve? Chaos. To, huh? Chaos. Okay. But so the other villains did that too. I, I don't know. He served was, for fan service. Okay, but who really likes the lizard? Like, is he really a favorite of people? Like, he's... He's not my favorite. Right. I mean, Green Goblin, Doc Ock are much more memorable, <laughs> effective. I mean, I think it's... We watched the movie again, Brady and I. Which one? The one with uh, Lizard. Amazing Spider-Man 1? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's not terrible. I don't hate him by any stretch. He didn't bother me being in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't. I didn't. I mean, feel he like, didn't have a huge role, but I didn't feel like he was. No, he had the least role of the five villains they brought in. He had he had the least to do. But I also think it shows. I think they're also doing a lot of service. We're getting to like spoiler territory here. <laughs> without jumping too far ahead, but I think it was also there to support. Uh, I have a brain fart. What's his face's Spider-Man? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield's Gar- Spider-Man. Oh, I guess I can see. Because yeah. they were trying to, I think, seriously close out right. or uh, give him closure. Re- yeah, redeem. And right. they brought more of his, you know, they brought more of that into it so he could have more of a, I think, an impact into how that. Okay. Was it Was it the lizard that caused MJ to fall? No, it was oh. Electro, wasn't it? Was it? I, couldn't, I can't remember. No, it was their his version of the Green Goblin. Oh, He's not in the movie. Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn's Green Goblin. Yeah. Amazing okay. Spider-Man 2. Green Goblin 2, yeah. Doc Ock is amazing. Yeah, like, he's my favorite. Yeah, he's... And you, you got to have a good actor to play. Well, you got to have a good actor to make any character memorable, really. Right. But, uh, Alfred Molina is just the, the right amount of uh, braggadocio, charisma, intelligence. Mm-hmm. And the, and the fact that he was like... He was redeemed first, so he was a good guy. That, or mm-hmm. turns into a good guy, and he helps out in the end. I, really, I like that about it. Well, he was the only one redeemed in all those movies, too. As far, I guess maybe Sandman. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's true because he did over, was he, able to overcome it enough to destroy his, his own, own creation. creation right? yeah. yeah, I still think uh, the Green Goblin. He was even more brutal in this movie. He was. He like, really. He was super dark in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Like he, he's green. The first two Spider-Man movies with Tommy McGuire, they had the best two villains. Because mm-hmm. William Defoe's Green Goblin's my favorite Green Goblin version. Way better. That's why they couldn't bring the other guy in. Because out am I? <laughs> but and then Doc Ock, he's my personal favorite. But Green Goblin's just as memorable. And yeah, he was crazy in this new movie. Mm-hmm. The best villains are usually the ones that have a somewhat admirable goal. Right? Doc Ock had a noble goal, but he got corrupted by, inadvertently, uh, not out of his own, but he got corrupted by the... Arms. The arms, yeah. But he still had the, they still had their own goal, right? The lizard had his own thing going on that he thought was his purpose. But Green Goblin, the Green Goblin personality is just a purely evil mm-hmm. entity. He's basically the Joker of the yeah. Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That Where he's a good comparison. He's purely evil. He's motivated only by being evil. Right. Watching the world burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, the Green Goblin in this movie provokes Tom Holland's Peter Parker to the point where that's like the most raw emotion I think I've seen really in any of the Marvel movies. Right. Like, I believed it. I felt like he was going to kill Green Goblin. Right. Like, his motivation made sense. And I also like that, uh, at least in this Marvel MCU movie, they didn't take an emotional moment and immediately destroyed that emotion by throwing in some stupid some joke comic or some kind yeah, of like, uh, 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 you know, right after, you know, 
as the world's burning around them. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's make some jokes. You Thousands know? are dying with buildings <laughs> collapsing. and Yeah. There was, n- there was none of that. This was probably the more, other than the Winter Soldier, this is one of the more... Gritty. Gritty Marvel movies. Right. Yeah, I agree. And it was even more gritty than the Winter Soldier. But, but that's the only other one I can think of that has a lot of more heart to it than... Mm-hmm. And Some kind of, of yeah, and kind of expounding upon what you're saying, I think made this the best movie to me in the Marvel franchise. I think going what Brett said was the level of the emotional pull that it brought in. So the first, like when um, what's his face opens the portal, you know, and you see the Spider-Man sitting there in the, the alley, like oh they found Ned, him. yeah, yeah, and then he walks in, it's Andrew Garfield, you like. And I didn't, so I didn't spoil anything going into this movie. I, I think I maybe watched a half a trailer. Just mm-hmm. I know they didn't, we're going to spoil that kind of stuff, anyways. Right. But I didn't have any idea that he was going to be in this movie, and then he reveals himself. You're like, get out of here. So when they when they do that emotional reveal with his character, and then also with Tobey Maguire's character, you're like, holy crap. And then it just starts to progress, and you really... And at that time, that's where uh, Tom Holland's character is also starting to... Like, he's right, he's feeling that emotional... Right. Like, the weight of everything that's happening. Right. And then when it progresses all the way to the scene where they're... Where he's saying, I want to kill him, I want to kill him. And then you see uh, Garfield and then Maguire's character, like, literally start crying and saying what... How in their, in their universe, what happened and... Right. Oh my gosh, like that scene to me, and then the one we'll explain later, that was the build-up to, I think, the full scene altogether, like the, the best scene in the movie, but that emotional pull that you felt, like it was an authentic moment, and that was like one of the ones that pulled me in the most. Oops. I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree, but that no. scene where they're all three saying, well... Andrew Garfield and then Tobey Maguire is just saying, don't do it. Like, this is what happened in my... Right. This is how I felt. Man, it was just raw. It was just... It was real. Yeah, it was the most real, emotionally real of all the Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, any Marvel movie I've ever seen. And it, it was... I keep saying authentic because it was. Because you've never felt that before. Right. And then I was, like, totally lost in the movie at that point. It was just... It was fantastic. Another key... Not key... But an exciting moment for me was, and even though it was very brief, but there was a moment where Doc Ock and Goblin were fighting. And I was like, I live in a world where the, my f- two favorite Spider-Man villains from those films, you know, the original trilogy, they're like, they're interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they both have comments about one another's person personality. And then they engage in this fight, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it was fantastic. And Doc Ock was awesome. And did you guys kind of see, uh, in, if you watch the Spider-Man, like the um, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, where Oscorp is, is where Stark, Stark Tower is? Have you guys noticed that? Oh, no. It's like, it's almost identical locations. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I picked that up when we were watching it. Maybe it's not, but it seemed like it was because it's the biggest building in the you know, the, the universe, yeah. whatever, but I had an inkling that Garfield and Maguire would be there, but I did, I didn't know for sure. I also tried to avoid spoilers. Uh, 
mainly for time. I I really haven't been interested in a whole lot of Marvel stuff lately. I haven't seen much of the TV shows. I didn't see Eternals or I haven't seen I don't Shang Chi or Black. I haven't even seen Black Widow. But it's I, a pretty good movie. Black Widow is. That's what Monica said. She enjoyed it. Have you seen uh, WandaVision? Yeah, it's really good. WandaVision was really good. I did enjoy that. I haven't finished Loki. I haven't finished Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I'm in no hurry to do that. Um, I've got other shows. I had to finish Witcher season two. Uh, other stuff. Anyway, <laughs> Witcher very good. You guys should watch. We'd love to talk about That's that. Cavelli or whatever his name is, right? Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Cavelli. Cavell. Henry Cavelli. <laughs> Close. Sounds um, like a gangster. But Spider-Man has always been one of my favorite superheroes, going back to when I would read the Amazing Spider-Man comic strips in the Sunday comics in the newspaper. Um, So I, I definitely wanted to see this one. I knew that the new the villains were coming back because of the multiverse, uh, but I didn't know they were going to bring the other Spider-Man in, or I didn't know for sure. So... It was a really pleasant surprise when first Garfield comes in and then Maguire comes in. And Garfield, I I think he's the most Peter Parker-y of the three in, in how I view the essence of what Peter Parker is. He's really, really intelligent. He's, you know, kind of an oddball guy. He's But he's a sincere, genuine guy. And I think Garfield has that, ha, nails that personality better than any of the other the other. I was going to say, I, a lot of people disagree, but I think Andrew Garfield was one of my favorite Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I haven't finished Garfield 2. Um, the cat? <laughs> <laughs> Garfield 2. Out of left field, now I'm talking Garfield. Psych. Uh, I haven't finished Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um but there's some key moments in that. Yeah, I know, I know the Gwen Stacy death and all that. So I know, I know all that happened because um, I, I, I probably read a Wikipedia page or something as you do. And, uh, and that I scene knew, was powerful. And man. I knew about Electro, the like, Gwen Stacy. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. In terms of like all the Spider Mans, like yeah. to me, that death right there was well, that it was so shocking to me. That scene you kind of alluded to, I think, earlier, mm-hmm. which is my favorite scene in the movie. I don't know if we want to talk about that now. But well, since you kinda, well, let's wait. Yeah, let's let me wait. Fin- or Yeah. When, okay. But all that's to say, Garfield resonated with me, but Maguire really resonated with me too because um, he really warmed me up to him as a Spider-Man, and now it makes me want to go back and watch the Maguire trilogy. And maybe it's just because he's older now, and he just seems a little less, I don't know, geeky. Um, emo-y. Emo-y, Yeah. But I really like that they brought Maguire in uh, as well as Garfield. But but, but Maguire really resonated with me. I, I, was, I really thought that when Goblin stabbed him toward the end, like, oh, this is it. This is, he's, he's a goner. Um, I did too. Thankfully, though, they didn't do that, and I guess he's fine. Yeah, I was genuinely, I was like, I was like how many emotional punches are they going <laughs> to give us? Right. I don't know, been pretty big. Um, yeah. But yeah, really glad. It, it, the scene on the rooftop—that's the one you're talking about, where they're being raw with each other, right? Yeah. On the rooftop of the school, so that was pretty powerful. But I really liked the uh, the scenes of them working together in the lab to figure to, and then when they're yeah, you know, that was good. just sharing some. It comes uh, out of your yeah, heart. it comes out of your heart. I, I love that's that they addressed that. I know because they're like, we can't do that, so we're just kind of curious, He's right? Like, 
do you just make it? And he's like, well, it's kind of like breathing. Yeah. And just think about it. Right. And I talked to Brittany about this just before you continue. Like to me, that's the, mo- I know it's not the comics way, but like, that's the most, it makes sense. It makes the sense. Right. Like, if you're going to be a spider, you're going right. to spider webs come out of your arm. Um, and the best line in the entire movie was, um, they're in the lab and Garfield says to McGuire, so are you going to go into battle as like a cool youth pastor? <laughs> yeah. That? I thought that was so funny. <laughs> yes. And I laughed so hard. In that <laughs> He's got like the hoodie on. He totally looks like a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. So kind of also adding to what you're saying about the continuity of them working together. Is that our coffee? This is my coffee cup. No, nice. Isn't that nice? Let's see that. Wow. Brittany's uh, grandma got it for me. Oh, really? Yeah. Deb, Deborah? Yep. Nice. 12 ounce. That is nice. I it am, holds the heat, too, really I'm well. I'm looking at a, uh, yeah, 12 ounce, mm-hmm. is, and it's metal, too. Yeah, This is nice. a travel coffee cup, Miami Hurricanes coffee travel cup. Yeah, that's nice. Of Rick's. That is nice. Really I, happy. I like that. It fits in a cup holder, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Taking it with me. Thanks, babe. <laughs> so going along, as I was saying, we need to just take a moment. There's a lot to unpack with this movie. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get to the second point of our or the second topic tonight. Oh, Boba Fett. Yeah, that's but, fine. You haven't even seen it, so <laughs> sorry. Uh, but this, I think we really need to uh, talk about just how they pulled this all together. Because my biggest complaint is like, why do they keep retconning these these Spider-Man movies? It doesn't make any sense. Like, how do you start these over and not have to? Address, right. now with the writing and the multiverse and <clears throat> it's just incredible to me it's like it's incredible how they tied this all together yeah and they made it make sense yeah like so someone talk about it's, that like I just, well it's so you never see it in movies right? no and ever. uh the universes haven't collided like this ever in across comic book movies or any movies really because we knew that spider-man they brought Sony owns Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is why they aren't on Disney Plus streaming for now anyway. Um, so Marvel had to make a deal with Sony to even include Spider-Man in the in their movies. And we saw the first one in Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man's first appearance. And Marvel is different from DC, I understand. and But it's just so hard to get these different properties to work together. Because um, it's all a cash cow. Because it's all, yeah, different studios own different properties. And, you know, writers want to do their own thing. Um, the studios and writers almost very rarely want to do what actually fans want to see happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, to see... Uh, the villains is one thing. Be the well, the multiverse is a is an amazing concept that allows you to do these kind of things. Without it, you really wouldn't be able to do this. So the villains is one thing, but to bring in the other Spider Man and then to help them all come to conclusions or, um, you know, satisfying check ins to their own story mm-hmm. and informing each other's story is something that we've never seen in movies. And uh, I don't know that we'll see a lot of it. So would you say that's shocking? Is that like a shocking Um, revelation what happened in this movie? Because I thought that was just fan. Like I'm just like still amazed by just how well these writers did that. I'm amazed. Not to catch guys off. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I'm just impressed because when I saw the previews, I was like, okay, they're going to. I didn't know they were going to bring all those villains in. I, I saw Doc Ock and Goblin. Right. And. So I was like, how are they going to 
juggle this and not feel like because lots of movies, even in the other Spider-Man movies, they start adding more and more villains, and it starts getting bloated. Yeah, like Spider-Man Three did with right. Yeah, it was like you had Sandman, Venom, Green Goblin Junior, whatever, and and they left Venom out of this one for, for the most part. Yeah, um, but but somehow they managed to juggle those all those villains and the three Spider-Man, and they made it. Almost flawless. Flawless. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's the was... most flawless I've seen of multi-villain right movies. Right, and I think they did a good job when they made. What should I say, Doctor uh... Octavius? <laughs> no, Strange. Doctor Strange. Sorry, when Doctor Strange made uh, Peter go out and get each villain, you know, right, and bring him back, right, so they can still have their time. But they were cordoned off, so they weren't causing chaos oh, too right. much, you know? Right. So, like, it helped with the, I guess, continuity. I keep saying that word, too. But with the, how the show was, the movie was rolling. So it didn't, like, wasn't too much going on all at oh, once. Oh, yeah. Each one, each villain gets gets his own time in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Except, I would really argue, the lizard didn't, a little cut out of the action. Potentially. Potentially. Um, and Sam Sandman was okay, but... Uh, I never liked him as a character. Yeah, he's not really. Uh, I don't, yeah, he's not super cool in his <laughs> abilities. Um, but um, let me. So that kind of brings me to. Uh, I definitely want to get your opinion on uh, Tom Holland Spider Man's ethical choice. Um, he cap. They capture all the guys. They're in the uh, the basement. Doctor Strange's basement. And they're and Doctor Strange says we got to send them back now to their own universes. It's their fate. Whatever happens to them, whether they live or die, it's their fate. It's what's supposed to happen. And Tom Holland says, "Nope, we are going to try to cure these people. It's the right thing to do." Do you guys think that is the right thing to do? I I was kind of angry that he stole the the cube thing or whatever it yeah, was. The, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say because that he. Because Peter did what he was going to do, you know, he actually, for the most part, rehabilitated several of them. You know, well, he did, but at a great cost to himself and also the city, right? <laughs> Damage and who knows how, however many people hurt died because of perhaps, it. right? We don't know for sure, but all of which could have been avoided if they would have sent right. them back to where they came from. And Aunt May would still be alive, I might add. So, right, I was going to say that that cost him. His family cost him his girlfriend, his best friend. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, at the end, it cost him everything. Right. Because if you, because <laughs> I know we're, we're we've dived completely into spoiler territory now, but obviously at the end, Doctor Strange makes the spells where nobody knows who Peter Parker is. Right. He's erased off existence. Well, uh, right. The knowledge of him, anyway. Right. right. The knowledge of him. It's it's it is an ethical it's an ethical question. It's not one that has a clear. Right or wrong answer. Spider Man chose what he thought was right, but it came at a great cost to him. So but he also did fate what happened in his moment, though. So like he what? Like he did. He made those choices, and that was the fate. Like that was his fate. Does that make sense? Like you know how he could have sent back everybody else in right. their universes to continue on with their fate or whatever. Right. That to me, that seems like this is Peter's fate. In his universe. Hmm. So it's oh, like I get a, what you're saying. So it was like, supposed to happen in this universe, yeah, and was, therefore maybe it was supposed to happen 
any other universes? Potentially. I, mean, I don't know. It's, right. Then you start unpacking the layers on that one. <laughs> but it's it's a decision. It's it's a decision that you can go both ways. You understand if you made both choices, right? It's not a decision. It's not like we in the audience can easily say, oh, Dr. Strange is right and Peter's wrong. Or Peter's right and Dr. Strange is wrong, right? I tend to think Dr. Strange is the best at knowledge when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, sure. So I would say, and he's he's actually becoming my favorite. Dr. Strange? One of my favorite Marvel-like characters. So I, I tend to empathize with him because he's just so powerful. Right. And he has all that knowledge. Right. So... You know, like, well, on the surface, <laughs> let's assume a multiverse does exist, and maybe there's another you and another me out there living some other kind of life. They belong there, and we Karen belong from here. Right? Oh, okay. Karen from <laughs> <laughs> uh, Our long lost what if? Are you guys okay? Okay, <laughs> Karen, we're okay. Are you guys okay? Yes, Karen, we're good. Are you guys okay now? <laughs> Get out of here! You're lucky you're so hot. <laughs> yes. There's definitely a story behind that. But, but uh, so those villains didn't belong in that universe. They belonged in their other universe. There's also the whole concept of uh, you're messing with the space-time continuum mm-hmm. and which, you know, but but I still like Peter made a decision that he thought was right that you can at least argue whether it was right or not. It's not a clear black and white decision that he made. Yeah, and, and that, that, that's, yeah. I think that's what the writers did. That was really well. Yeah, I they, yeah. yeah. they left that open to interpretation. There was, the writing in this film was just solid all the way around. Mm-hmm. Like they really put their homework into it. And yeah, and the movie didn't start with the normal Marvel logos and pomp and circumstance, did it? I don't think I don't it think did. So. Yeah. It's kind of low key. Yeah. So I mean, I've heard that maybe Sony people had more impact and direction over it than Marvel people did. So um, here's another thought, because I came away with a different impression than what I read the next day. uh, Toward the end, uh, uh, Doctor Strange casts the spell and everyone forgets about Peter Parker. And then Peter Parker, a short time later, has a little speech rehearsed and he goes into the cafe where MJ works. And he chooses not to go into his little speech to try to make her remember him or and t- or tell her what what happened. He just leaves it with, he bought his coffee, they exchange a little chit-chat about MIT, and then he leaves. I thought that he wasn't going to tell her, but he would like, you know, just try to strike up a new relationship with her over time and maybe come back to the coffee shop in a week or so and do some more chit chat and just start to like, you know, get to know her again. But what I read then is that he, he made the decision while in the coffee shop to not tell them because it would keep them safe. And so maybe he wasn't even going to try to, uh, regain those relationships. Um, how did you guys interpret that? Sequel storyline. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I. that's actually the first time I've actually truly thought about it since, since the actual ending. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going back to just as quirky, nervous, but confident, like, I'm going to get you back. And I don't have to say anything mm-hmm. too involved. Just, 
I'm going to make a, I'm going to do something to get to know you guys, but yeah. it could be the exact opposite. It could be what you're saying. Like, I don't want to hurt you guys because you guys finally got into MIT. Right. You guys actually look like you're happy. Right. Um, it's kind of like butterfly effect. The movie. Yeah. You ever see that? No. You want spoilers? Yes. Came out in 04. Yeah, go ahead. Well, basically it comes down to, uh, what's his name? Astron Kutcher's character, he made all these choices and he had the ability to go back in time by reading stuff. Like he had the ability to basically time hop throughout his life. Mm, okay. Really interesting show, but I don't want to spoil too much cause it's really good. But basically if he decides that all the terrible stuff that happened to everybody in his life, if he just wasn't even around or people didn't know him, then it, everybody's better off. Hmm. So it's kind of like that where maybe he has the ability, the foresight. Obviously, he does because he works for Stark, you know, and all this technology. So I wonder if it could be what you're saying. If no one knows me, you don't know me, it's better for the the multiverse or whatever. Mm. So nothing can happen to you. Hmm. Like, it's just better you don't know at all. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's definitely a viable point. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured they were going to set that storyline up for yeah they probably will movie number four because I've heard that he's easily signed on for three more movies. Wow, so. he's well, a fantastic actor, by the way. Yeah, he's good. Um, I kind of hope so because that's a lot to give up, right? That's this girl you love. I know I wouldn't be just giving her up just for the theory that she's safer for not knowing who I am. I mean, I'd at least try to figure something out. <laughs> well, from the greater... And my best friend, too. Like, yeah, we're bros. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm like, we'll figure this out. Yeah. There's that's a all... lot to unpack with this movie. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. And if you don't mind talking about kind of, let's say, the key moment in the movie for you. Did we already talk about that kind of? Uh, the key moment. For you or the one that just put everything together and you're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Probably either when Aunt May died or, or Hot Aunt May, as they say. <laughs> hot May. Hot Aunt May. Um, or when the three Spider-Men actually started working together. And because um, it wasn't, it, I think it was, uh, what was it, Jeremy Johns maybe, um, who said that, I can't remember now, maybe it was Chris Stuckman. Um, but one of, the, one of the YouTube reviewers said like the... It, the three Spider-Men, it wasn't just a brief pop in or a help for the battle or whatever, but they were actually there pretty significantly for oh, the, yeah. for the last third of the movie. They were, they had a lot of lines, a lot of dialogue. Um, so I think when they all started working together and we realized like, okay, these guys are actually like, it's, it's team Spider-Man versus the villains now. And so yeah, that's when I realized this, like, oh, this is really, really cool. But then Aunt May, Aunt May actually dying, and I'm glad, well, you know, it's a very emotional scene when she did die. I guess it makes sense because Uncle Ben dies in the other ones. So Spider-Man has, for Spider-Man to really kind of get it and become Spider-Man, someone close to him has to die, it seems like. so. And he lost it all in this movie. And he lost it all. And now, and he has a great new suit, by the way. I, I did definitely wanted to mention that. The nano suit? The, no, the at the end when he home makes his suit, which is red and blue the red and blue suit at the, at the very end when they show him swinging, you know, he makes it himself in his apartment. That's his new suit. Am I missing something? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, I he, guess. He's, he, they show him the sewing machine had the fabric and then he's swinging through the city. Yeah. And it's a, it's a bright red and bright blue suit. It's yeah, not, it's very, it's more, a lot more traditional, traditional Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah. Not the dark, not the dark nano suit, not the iron spider suit. Yeah. Hmm. 
what was I saying? Oh yeah, Emma died. I'm glad she it she should have died when she got hit by that glider and then the bomb exploded, right? And then she gets up at first and she's like, I'm okay. Like, no, there's no way. No. Like yeah, when disbelief I saw that, a, I was like, <laughs> they don't have the guts to go there. And then when she got up, I was like, see, you know, she's fine. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, so they really wrecked. do have the guts to go there. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm glad they did. Movie, <laughs> movies need to do that because it gives the, you know, there needs to be emotional weight. There needs to be stakes to mm-hmm. the yeah. heroes. So I know you're seeing and I don't know. We can no, all talk about it, but I want to kind of build it. it up. So when we were talking about the three different Spider-Men, um, Tobey Maguire was always my favorite on Nostalgia because he's the first. Right. Um, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man movies, but I kind of pushed them out of my mind years ago. Mm-hmm. And so when Andrew Garfield came back, I was kind of like, eh. You know, I just... It did, that didn't hit me right away. I was kind of like, I, I was like, it's cool, but... It's just whatever. But this movie really made me want another Amazing Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. And he was actually my favorite of the three Spider-Men in, in, in this the, film. In the film, yeah, same here. And Ricky and I both are thinking of this same scene. And if you want to... well, So I'll do the build-up and then you can talk about the scene. Talk about the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. So, to, and then I'll talk about... Obviously, Spider-Man... Everybody that knows Spider-Man, he deals with great loss. Right. You know, that's kind of like his core character kind of defines him. His character definition. Right. Is someone around him, he's lost dearly. Multiple people, one person. So anyways, so when we look at Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, deeply enamored in love with uh, Gwen Stacy. Mm -hmm. And just as Ben, he loses Ben, he also... The, the moment in the second uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is that what it is mm-hmm. and uh, that scene where she dies and uh, you, you want me to spoil it yeah well I know that <laughs> so, what happens so. so you saw the scene or you yeah, so I, basically I, he saves her but obviously she fell too far too fast and the sudden stop broke her neck essentially is what I'm um, doing an ad board yeah because yeah. I so in that scene He's fighting their version of Green Goblin. Right. And she's trying to help. And she's in, they're in like this clock tower type yeah. thing. And he throws a bomb, it blows up, and she's falling. And it's such a, an amazing scene. Like, one of my yeah. favorites, by it's, it's slow motion. Slow motion, but the music is, yeah, it's, it's great. And he shoots out a web, and then the web grabs her, and you're like, okay, she's safe, but... She stops suddenly, and then her head still hits the ground. Oh, does it? Yeah. I don't remember her head hitting. Her, the back of her head just cracks the ground. Oh. And the sudden stop of all of it, it just kills her instantly, mm-hmm. I believe. I thought she was... I thought, I'll have to look, watch it again. I should have yeah. watched it before. I thought he stopped her well above the ground, but when she... Uh, when she falls, she, you hear her go... And you can hear okay. her, see her smack her. So she dies. concrete. And... And the way Andrew Garfield is emotionally in the, the movie we just watched, he's like that in this movie. Like you can just—he's a fantastic actor too, mm-hmm. and you can just see like the raw emotion on his face from losing Gwen. So when so we fast forward to this 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 universe, and when he's talking about losing Ben and others, like you see it in his eyes, like he's legitimately crying, and while he's giving his you know his account for what happened, trying to talk Tom Holland down. So then. You you have all that emotional like just because he's not just talking about Ben he's also just everything that he's lost right and you can just feel that building up 
and then it just it goes into this scene. So, you know, when they're fighting on the Statue of Liberty, Green Goblin or was a Green Goblet knocks Mary Jane off the the statue. I can't remember. But anyway, she falls off. Tom Holland goes to save her, and then Green Goblin knocks him out of the way. Uh-huh. Oops, sorry, hit the cord. And it's actually shot almost identically as the Gwen Stacy moment. Mm-hmm. Like when she's falling, it's that slow motion and that music. It's almost, it's meant to remind you of that scene with Gwen Stacy. Uh-huh. So then Andrew Garfield comes in, and this time he saves her, mm-hmm. and he is just like an emotional wreck. And she and honestly doesn't know. She doesn't know why he's what? so upset. Right. But it was just such a, it was such a, a beautiful scene. Yeah, and it was so... It was well, like, she she was there when, though, when he was when he told Tom Holland, yeah. right? So he, she, he but said he was that, talking about Ben, though. He well, he, he no, talked he about mentioned Gwen. When he said she died, but yeah, she didn't yeah. really say how. He just said, I couldn't save her. Uh-huh. That's right. But she didn't know that that was almost like an identical yeah, I forgot situation. About that. I forgot about that line. So that's another reason yeah. we kind of put the... I couldn't say... And I was like... That was like you said, it was an incredible scene because that gave him some some sort of redemption and closure to some degree. But also the story line for his mostly disregarded yeah. Spider Man being Spider Man, it was a very good uh, Oh yeah, out and that's closure. what I was like. Yeah, that was closing. They gave him a lot of screen time for that too. Yeah. And it was it was a beautiful scene. Yeah. yeah. So I th- I thought that tied in the entire movie. That was that was my favorite. Once that happened, I knew it was going to happen. When she was falling, I knew it was going to be Andrew Garfield, just because they shot it so similarly to Gwen's. But then when it played out, I was like, that, that was like the greatest. Like, and I'm not normally that kind of guy. I don't really care about that kind of stuff. But because it's a I, powerful moment, because you're emotionally invested, and like I said, I I think to some degree Andrew Garfield was one of my was my favorite Spider Man, and just by how he acted and his acting was in this movie. It just tied it all together, and I yeah. think they knocked it out of the park. The writers did. When I, I like that Toby had a little moment with Doc Ock, did a quick uh, catch up. How you doing? Because mm-hmm. yeah. he was like a mentor to Toby oh, yeah. before he got corrupted. So yeah, I like that they had a little moment together at the end. Yeah. Doc will always probably be my favorite villain, especially with that actor. Yeah, I mean, he was always my favorite in the cartoon, even though he's kind of a nerdy lizard type in the movie he just spider-man 2 was my favorite of the original trilogy and then when he came back i was like this is awesome you know all around five out of five (laughs) eight out of ten a little long really good though respect your uh your thoughts on the time but i don't i disagree i disagree (laughs) did you say you went and saw this one again in the theater twice or no i haven't seen this one Oh. Brittany and I watched this Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, Jess wanted to go back, and because she's never seen the Amazing Spider-Man, so she didn't really know who the guard because she was thinking she kind of figured that the other Spider-Man were coming in, so she thought Garfield was going to be Toby, like because it kind of had that feeling like okay, this is Spider-Man, but I don't think it's. You know, I wasn't Tom even Holland's. thinking. I thought it was going to be Tom Holland's. Oh, you did. I, I had no idea. Like I, wasn't I had even... this feeling that it wasn't, and she was too. But when he pulled his mask off, she was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Because <laughs> she's never seen the other movies, so she's like, "Now I got to go and watch them." So we're planning to eventually someday watch. They're they're good. I they're entertaining. All the Spider-Man movies. But yeah, 
So yeah, I think uh we never touched touched up on a different cameo. Oh yeah. So there's a scene soon as so I'll just get to it. Tom Holland gets arrested was it the FBI or or whatever organization in the MCU arrests him. The Centers for Damage Control or Damage Control Centers or something like that. Yeah. And during the whole inter- uh, investigation or inter- uh what can I speak? <laughs> Interrogation. Interrogation, thank you. Investigation and intervention. <laughs> they're all like, we need a lawyer. We need a lawyer. I'm like, I know exactly where they're going with this. Like, why would they I emphasize? Didn't, I didn't pick that up at all. Really? I was like, why are they emphasizing lawyers so much? I was like, I was at least hoping that that's what they're alluding to. And then all of a sudden, that his stick hits the ground. And I was like, yes! Matt Murdock Matt comes Murdoch. in. That was a nice... From Netflix's Daredevil. Yeah. So is he officially in the MCU now? Yeah. Like if like past Netflix, like he's actually yeah. in the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get to that show. You haven't seen it? No. Bro. Netflix is Daredevil? No, I haven't seen it. Get out of here. As soon as I saw him, I was like, that's awesome. They brought him in officially. They have officially acknowledged just before we get wrapped up. I did like, because when I first saw that they are bringing back Goblin and the others, I thought maybe they would just be like an alternate They'd be the same actors, but they weren't. Their characters. Their characters. Mm-hmm. I did like that they were actually from that that story, that mm-hmm. movie. Right. That was their character. That and was. They were them. talking about right. each other. Right. Yeah. So like Garfield's characters were what you got from the Amazing Spider-Man. They continued those storylines. I did not know that going in. I kind of went in thinking, "Here's Doc Ock, but he's just a Doc Ock. He just happens to be the same. Kind of like how." Jane Jones Jameson's was the same, right? But different. But different. Right. So I was going in thinking, this Doctor Octopus was this world's Doc Ock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But just played by the same actor. Yeah. I just can't get over the whole the way they tied in the multiverse <laughs> with this, and they they finally just ended the debate. Like this is why. Yeah. This happens. So this yeah. makes sense in the larger stream of things. So quit complaining about. Oh, there's too many Spider-Mans. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Anyways. Yeah, but now they can make as many Spider-Mans as they want. Because why wouldn't they? Oh, within reason. Yeah. I think that's all I got. So, yeah, that's all I got. We like Spider-Man No Way Home. Go see it. Yep. It's fantastic. Uh, we were going to talk about Book of Boba Fett. That'll have to wait. Rick hasn't seen episode one. Uh, episode two is out now today. So next time we'll talk book of Boba Fett. We got a lot of Star Wars stuff coming in 2022. Until next time, this has been I Have the High Ground. Uh, We will come at you again soon. Good luck and good night.